It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. We have finally made it to over 1,000 subscribers. Thank you so much to everyone who supported the show the last eight weeks that we've been on YouTube. And Please continue to do so and continue to tell everyone that you know about Locked On Panthers. We wanted to get to 1K by the draft. Well, the draft is in nine days, and we are over 1,000. So let's go to 2,000, 3,000. Let's get to the moon. Let's go all the way as far as we can with this podcast. So, again, everyone, thanks so much for the support by watching the show and subscribing to the show on YouTube. And be sure, if you don't watch the show on YouTube, to listen on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. We are everywhere where you find your favorite podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate, either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from that week over on YouTube. And I'll answer your questions on Friday. As I mentioned before the show started here on YouTube, Hayden Winks of Underdog Fantasy. He, what's his official title? Let's go look it up. His official title for Underdog Fantasy, he's content and marketing for Underdog Fantasy. You can check out all his work at Underdog Network. Worked with Josh Norris, who's a Charlotte area guy, Elon alum as well, like myself. They do a great job breaking down the fantasy aspects of football, but also they do a great job breaking down the NFL draft, the players, and throughout the season. They've done some pretty good breakdowns the last couple of weeks of the quarterback, so I want to talk to him about that. His latest mock draft came out on Monday. I'll also get his thoughts on that and where he thinks the Carolina Panthers should go at six, and should they stay there, take a quarterback, take an edge, a left tackle, or trade back? All the options that are on the table with the Carolina Panthers. We'll go over that on today's episode with Hayden Wink. So, After these messages, you'll be listening to Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy right here on Locked on Panthers. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day, and I mean every single day, folks. I started taking AG1 because, well, to be honest with you, they gave it to me. And if anyone sends something to your house that is free and good for you, well, you should probably use it. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And they're not just for a keto lifestyle. If you're paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Every one of you can enjoy AG1. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover. It cost him $100 per day with AG1, with AG1 from Athletic Greens. 
only costs you $3 a day. Also, it's recommended by professional athletes and some of the tr most trusted leading health experts across the country. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. It's key to have the travel pack, especially when you travel a lot. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network again. That's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs. Did you see the Celtics-Nets game? That is going to be an incredible series. Hope it goes seven games. Kyrie versus the city of Boston. Ooh. Biggest rivalry going on right now in sports actively. And also, you can check out the sort of the Major League Baseball season. My Braves not off to a great start so far. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, as promised, Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy. He does content and marketing. You can check out his work over at the Underdog Network. Follow him on Twitter, at Hayden Winks. Hayden, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. We're in the, the thick of things. The Panthers probably the most interesting team when it comes to the draft, even though they're picking six overall. So excited to be here. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about your latest mock draft that came out on Monday as well as, yeah, you think about it, the first five picks. Yeah, we'll see what happens. The quarterback not likely to be taken, but you get to six. Carolina, probably the most interesting pick of the entire draft, obviously, on Thursday night next week in the first round. But you spent a lot of time talking about the Carolina Panthers because of your co-host, Josh Norris, who is a Charlotte native, Elon alum like myself. So he's sitting there all the time talking about this team and trying to figure out what they're going to do this upcoming draft. And the story surrounding the Panthers for the last two offseason is what they're going to do at quarterback. And after Teddy Bridgewater didn't work out, surprise, surprise, and Sam Darnold, even less of a surprise, didn't work out after this past season. The Panthers are now trying to find a third starting quarterback in the third year of Matt Rule. You guys did a great breakdown last week on YouTube looking at Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Let's start off with Malik Willis. What about him makes you think that he potentially could be someone who could be the answer for the Carolina Panthers? Well, I think it would take some development for Malik Willis, but he has elite athleticism. He led all of college football, including running backs in missed tackles force per uh, pro football focus. And that was with obviously with way less um, carries. He is a dynamic athlete. He's kind of more Jalen Hurts than Lamar Jackson, where he's so he's built so strongly that he's more of a tackle breaker than somebody that's going to whip downfield at 4-4 speed, but that's totally fine. That's where you get the QB power. They use that a ton at Liberty. You can do some of the zone read stuff. He will throw on the run, and he's got an absolute hose. So it's all the traits that you're looking for. His ability to throw outside of the pocket, outside of the numbers. There's a couple plays where Josh and I had to pause our show to rewind the tape. He would do zone read on the far hashes, and in college, it is further hashes than the NFL, and then throw a cover two hole shot on the other side of the field without taking any steps on the drop and absolutely throw a laser beam in there. So those type of throws, you can count maybe five players in the NFL that can make those type of plays. The Josh Allen comparisons, that's where the upside case is. Now the odds of him reaching that ceiling, that's where the debate really is. And that's where the Panthers are going to be having a tough decision 
all the way at six overall. Yeah, you're right. He does pop on tape because honestly, I didn't watch a ton of Liberty, but when I did see him play, and you look at the the highlights. Hey, you're at least you're honest too. <laughs> like when you look at the highlights, it's like, man, like this dude is something else. And that week where the Panthers were checking out Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and Matt Corral during the, the pro days, like I don't make too much out of pro days, but when you watch his, it was a lot different watching just the athlete and just also the the leadership and the personality and the just kind of personality he has that that guy kind of pops you and think maybe he could be someone who could be here in Carolina and could maybe fix things. Now you talk about, can you reach that ceiling? Like how long are we potentially talking about for him to try and sit back and develop and then maybe get to that point? Yeah. And the, it's not even just how long it's like, can he period? So like the biggest right. thing I'm looking at is, his sack numbers are off the charts and in the bad way in sack production. A lot of it is on the actual quarterback. Russell Wilson's had these problems at times. And I think that part of the reason for Malik Willis is he gets comp to Josh Allen a lot, a lot, but Josh Allen's six foot five, like 240 pounds. Malik Willis is like six foot one ish, uh, 220 pounds. So he kind of has some of those same concerns seeing over the middle. That's why he throws the ball to the sideline. So often he actually had, I have, um, like 151 or 196 quarterbacks that have been drafted since 2005 in my database, his EPA per play lost on sacks is the second worst out of any of them. That is the problem (laughs) that you have with Malik Willis. Um, He just has, he's so inexperienced. Like he went to Auburn, didn't play there when he transferred out. He didn't have, he couldn't play in that season. So it only has two years of experience that comes against Liberty you and I say we were not watching a whole bunch of Liberty games on, on Saturdays. No. So I think that's where it takes a lot of time. And he ultimately comped closer to like a, uh, like an division two version of Justin Fields. I don't know which version of Justin Fields, right. but somebody has the same pros and cons, but Justin Fields was doing it at Ohio state. Uh, might as well have won the Heisman that year um, at Liberty. None of the numbers really jumped out. So you're really betting on the traits here. So I think it's going to take, probably a year where he completely redshirts as an NFL uh, rookie. And then a year two, year three, you take your lumps and hopefully he has a Josh Allen fourth year, but uh, we'll see about the odds of that. It's interesting when you look at the NFL draft and how we talk about the level of competition. I don't feel like in any sport, do you ever talk about that as much as we do in football? Like in baseball, you just kind of focus on the individual and same thing. Basketball It's like, okay. Might've played in the lower conference, but you see guys like Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, they can yep. obviously who Malik Willis, and it's the politics sometimes you see in college football. Like, he goes to Auburn. I forget whether it was Stidham or Bo Nix who he wasn't able to beat out. Either way, none of those guys, neither one of them are very good. Like, Stidham at least made it to the NFL. I don't know what Bo Nix's future is. I don't expect it to be an NFL quarterback that starts anywhere. So that's one of the things that I certainly kind of sit back and, like, wonder how good is he really. Now, playing with Hugh Freeze the last couple of years, and at least getting experience is a lot better than sitting back and not getting any opportunity there at Auburn. But someone who has played a lot of snaps in college is Kenny Pickett which also has me pretty reserved because he was not good at Pitt until this past season. And now all of a sudden he's considered the most NFL ready quarterback of this crop. But I'm just kind of scratching my head, trying to figure out how the hell did this happen? Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He was, he was never supposed to be good. Three-star recruit. Uh, He was a four-year starter at Pitt completely off the radar. Then he comes in and has 47 total touchdowns, 13 total turnovers, uh, he ends up having a 94th percentile EPA. And that that's like my favorite stats called ex- expected points added. It yeah. translate very well from college to the pros. It's the most stable stat from uh, one pro season to the next. 
It just kind of encompasses everything that you're doing. He was 94th percentile among drafted quarterbacks. So he had like a re- legitimately really good season. Now it did come out of nowhere. He is an older prospect, but what I've noticed in some of the research I've been doing is uh breakout age is really important for wide receivers and, and running backs because you just got to get on the field. You're the best athlete, got to get you the ball. You're getting lots of productions, even as a true freshman quarterback, since it's such a mental game, usually you have like a, a starter that's already on the roster. The age doesn't matter as much. Joe Burrow was the same type of player. Mac Jones, kind of the same type of player here. So it's a concern. It's not the biggest concern to me. It's just like, what is the ultimate ceiling you're getting with Kenny Pickett? But he's my quarterback one. I think like the biggest thing is he kind of gets stereotyped as like decision maker uh, and not very athletic. I kind of see it the opposite where he is like a pretty decent athlete, yeah. will run around. He's not that great of a decision maker. He's just really accurate and he's kind of a baller and kind of get outside the pocket. Um, so his tape is kind of interesting because you're expecting him to play like Mac Jones. And really he plays more like Ryan Tannehill, which I think is kind of like the best comp for him where uh, – probably could be the the 14th best quarterback, maybe the 10th best quarterback on a good season, but most likely you're, you're signing up for like uh, the the 18th best quarterback in a year. And like, what does that actually get you as a, as a franchise? I don't think that's going to get the Lombardi trophy. My guess no. is here in Carolina and Scott Fitter, the general manager here has said that he doesn't believe you have to have a great quarterback to be able to win. Well, you damn well better have a perfect roster outside of that. If you want to have an opportunity, the one thing I will say about Pickett at the very least, like when Mark Whipple, the former OC, he used to work with Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers prior. Now he's at Nebraska. When he got there, he wanted to center the offense around him and throw him the football. I thought it was insane. And after three years, Pickett showed competency and how he could learn and develop in an offense. And maybe he can do that in the NFL. But you talk about, you know, what's his ceiling? How much better is he actually going to get? You bring up the two comps in Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow is one of a lot of people who, who want to say that Pickett's going to continue to ascend like to bring up. And – I don't know how much I can really buy that. When I look at Joe Burrow, NDS, like he wasn't bad his first year at LSU. Like the last four games that season, he was really good out after the Alabama game where he was injured. And then that second season, like he was set records, the best offense that we've ever seen in college football. And he did in the SEC, like the ACC, not the SEC. So like, is there anything that you can kind of sit there and like kind of buy the comparison or is it like a little too far out of left field? I don't know. Yeah, I think the difference is that Joe Burrow is going to sit in the pocket and go from read one to two to three, hit the check down, or just have a good feel in the pocket. Kenny Pickett gets a little bit jumpy, and there's some plays where I'm like, ding, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a more athletic version of Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's the kind of player you're getting where his accuracy is very good. I think that he was 10th out of 87 quarterbacks in catchable ball rate when the ball is traveling more than 15 yards downfield. And then he was 13th uh, in the intermediate short game. So he's a really accurate passer. That's where you get some of the Mac Jones comparisons. Yeah. Like when Jimmy G's in a clean pocket and he throws it, that ball is going on the money. Sometimes the decision making gets a little bit wonky. And that's the big, big thing that comes back. Joe Burrow is not making poor decisions ever. No. Kenny Pickett does that. And he's going to be 23.8 years old. He obviously has been playing forever. So I'm not sure if that's ever going to be fixable, but Ryan Tannehill's had uh, some success in the NFL I think the biggest thing for Kenny Pickett is the rookie contract. If the Panthers, let's say they trade down a couple spots, um, they draft Kenny Pickett 13th overall, something like that. I mean, Mac Jones is making $28 million less than Kirk Cousins, $24 million less than Carson Wentz, making $23 million less than Ken, uh, Jimmy G, way less than Darnold and Baker. If you can hit on average to above average quarterback play, 
you could sneak yourself into a Super Bowl like Jared Goff style. Yeah. Maybe the Patriots can do that with Mac Jones. Obviously, Joe Burrow just did it with the Bengals. That's the upside case. I just think that those prospects were just a tier or two better than Kenny Pickett, who ultimately comes out like 89th percentile quarterback prospect in my model. I would take him like 20th overall if I was the, the Steelers. I would not be taking him six overall if I was the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, and that's the the kind of the argument too of taking a quarterback of the Panthers here this year in the first round is that that rookie contract and that wage and that um, the salary that you have there and the flexibility that you get. Scott Bitter has brought this up before. Now you talk about a trade back, and I know that's become popular. There's been plenty of reports over the last week. The Panthers, it's like the worst kept secret in the league that they want to try and find a way to, to trade back. Now the important thing is, does any team want to trade up? Because typically. Teams are trading up for quarterbacks, which aren't in high demand this year. If they do trade back, two other prospects, I guess, could be on the board. And maybe even Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are still sitting there. Or Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter, who you guys both talked about last week. Looking at those two guys, what are kind of their traits that might make you believe that they might have an opportunity to actually develop into someone who could be a high-level starter potentially in the NFL? So Ritter is the exact opposite of Kenny Pickett, where Kenny Pickett, when he's throwing it, it's going to be super accurate. Desmond Ritter, when he's throwing it, your guess is as good as mine, where that ball <laughs> is actually coming out. His footwork is all over the place, and it's kind of the same issue with Kenny Pickett that he's been starting for a while, and that's like a good Cincinnati program. They've been top 10 for the last couple seasons. He's just not an accurate thrower of the football, and Josh Allen was able to fix that, but before Josh Allen did that, that was like one of the common tropes in the NFL is you cannot fix accuracy. So some of it, it doesn't, it does seem like it's footwork mechanical. Um, he's also super lengthy, but Desmond Ritter better than any of the quarterbacks we're talking about is actually the quarterback that in clean pockets could go from read one all the way to three, all the way to the check down can do that time and time again. And he does that with pro style concepts on top of the RPO Cincinnati did both, which kind of like the, the best of both worlds where Matt Corral was basically all RPOs, very few three, five, seven-step drops. Those are the most common in the NFL. Yeah. A lot of it one-step, throw off platform, get them out in space. Matt Corral's got way more physical tools than Desmond Ritter, but Desmond Ritter's going to be the one in the pocket making better decisions. So it kind of goes back to the thing, like, can you fix the accuracy, or do you think that you can translate Matt Corral's game into more pro-style concepts? That's something where – it's hard for me to evaluate. I would love to talk to like Lane Kiffin or some of the other coaches um, that, that have worked with Matt Corral to see like, all right, were they trying to just win ball games and the offense was cooking or yeah. do they not think that he can go under center or just do a basic five-step drop and read the offense? Uh, I'm not sure. So I think both of those two are to me behind Kenny Pickett um, kind of on that round one, round two range as well. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Ritter too, you go back to 2019 he was injured for a little bit there. And Ben Bryant, a quarterback who's now at Eastern Michigan, there was talk that he might be the long-term answer at Cincinnati. So he's not too far removed from almost losing his job to a guy who plays at Eastern Michigan. So that's not, I don't know. That's a really great endorsement, that's but tough. we'll see. He's, he played well the last two seasons. So I'll give him that. And the playoff game, especially early on, had the bat, he had a lot of batted down passes. I saw Quincy Avery, the quarterback coach, on Twitter was talking about a lot of that's timing footwork. And that's something you brought up there. So maybe that can get fixed. So we talk about these four quarterback prospects and Carolina is trying to make a decision between those guys. Last year, they made a decision that they felt like Sam Darnold was better than Justin Fields and Mac Jones. 
okay, so now they got to make the decision. Is Sam Darnold or potentially Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, are those better options than any of the four that we've ever that we talked about? Are any of the four options out there of the quarterbacks that we talked about better than Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Baker Mayfield, or Mac Jones and Justin Fields that we want to add their names in too? So I think that this is definitely a price decision because if Baker Mayfield is going to cost a six round pick, I mean, hell the, the Panthers, if they eat his entire contract, they might get a pick back kind of like the Brock Osweiler thing, probably be like a six round pick or something like that. Yeah. I think that's the decision because I think Baker Mayfield is about the same as like a Kenny Pickett somewhere in that range. But instead of spending a first round pick, you can actually just spend a six round pick. Now you don't get the rookie contract part of that. So it's super complicated. I think that the Panthers, what I'm expecting them to do. And it's really notable to me that they have the most cap space in the NFL. Like they are one of the only teams that can actually trade for Jimmy G's contract today and not have to move around money. Most of the other teams would have to move around money. Same thing with the Baker Mayfield contract. If they want to take on the entire uh, $19 million of Baker Mayfield's contract, they're one of the few teams that can actually do that. So to me, there's not really like a bunch of free agents that are still out there that are like, uh, we're saving our money. I think that they want the flexibility and that's why I think that the trade down rumors are, are, are to me seem at least to be somewhat plausible just because they're missing their second and third round picks. They can trade for one of these guys with a late round pick, still get that first round offensive tackle. If that's Charles cross, if they yeah. stay at six um, and just draft the best one available. But I, I think that the Baker Mayfield's like the same tier as these guys, same thing with Sam Darnold. I think I would rather have Kenny Pickett straight up. If you want to try to play the Super Bowl or bus game and go Malik Willis, I'm open to that too. But I think like Jimmy G, Baker, Mayfield, they're all, all talking about the same tier. So it really just comes down to the price. Yeah. You always talk about having the rookie contract, not being the Super Bowl window. Well, unless you have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't really matter. Cause like didn't work out for Cleveland and Baker. Obviously I don't know the Chicago bears, and Mr. Bisky didn't work out for them. So you have to have the right guy. And it's interesting how, all that plays out. And yeah, as far as salary cap too, like they have the money, but they also have to sign the draft picks. They like to have about $9 million to use within the season. And last year they were very reactive. So really only about $11 million to mess around with that, which so that might eliminate them from Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll see how things play out. Let's talk more about these tackles here, Hayden. Uh, we'll do that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? You know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so it's really right now we're looking at it. The Panthers stay at six. It's either quarterback or left tackle. The top three tackle prospects that we've typically talked about are Ricky Iquanu, local kid from here in the Charlotte area, plays at North Carolina State. There's Charles Cross, Mississippi State, and probably above him is Evan Neal from Alabama. In your most recent mock draft, you have the Carolina Panthers taking Charles Cross at six. Why? Well, I mostly see Evan Neal and Icky go top five. I think if you look at their draft prop odds, they're both favorites to go inside the top five. So most likely the Panthers will not be able to get their hands on them just because the Texans are heavily rumored for a tackle. Same thing with the Giants. Uh, the Jets, if they want to get crazy, they can add another tackle to the mix. So maybe I would say at least one of the tackles are going to be gone, possibly both of them. So that gets them into the Charles Cross range. When I did my mock draft, I was like trying to find uh, partners that would want to trade up. But like you said earlier, it's harder to find that landing spot. So I had them sticking pack, go Charles Cross, get your left tackle uh, lined up. And then that's when like the options of trading for Baker Mayfield way later, he'll be way cheaper than drafting a Kenny Pickett. And that's how you kind of put a bandaid on this. Just going back to the last question. It's not just about the price. You're also attaching yourself. You're Scott yeah. Fitterer. You're Matt Rule. You're this is your last chance. If this rookie quarterback doesn't work out this year and they look really bad, like they have that Justin Fields uh, season from last year, guess what? You're Matt Nagy and you're looking for a job. So, I think this would actually buy them one year, and then they can get super aggressive the next offseason, try to trade up for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. But to me, the 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 tackle thing is just which one is actually falling to them consensus wise it seems like it's charles cross who can go from like pick six all the way down to probably about pick 11 somewhere in that range so if they if the seahawks want to get antsy and they move up you could still trade down and get charles cross that would be the best case scenario um if you're the panthers i think that's just going to be a little bit uh easier said than done i I know i want to talk about tackles but you bring up you think maybe drafting a quarterback buys him another year that's that's interesting because I, I what I've been saying is Scott Fitterer more than Matt Rule needs to find a quarterback. Like, okay, Matt Rule, they if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he's gone. And even yeah. if they make the playoffs, they don't really show that, like, hey, they have a long-term plan, he might be gone either way. Fitterer, he's not going anywhere. He needs to find a quarterback just for his own sake. So I would imagine he would stick around. I guess Chicago's a little bit different with Nagy not really wanting to work with Mr. Trubisky and how that worked out. And then Ryan Pace having what flopped like four times when it came to quarterbacks. Like how many opportunities does this guy get? Like you really think that drafting quarterback might buy them an extra year? Yeah, it's it's super tough because I think Matt Rule needs to win immediately. And what's interesting about like the the division is it's just the Bucks. Like the Saints yeah. are not in a good spot. The Falcons are certainly not in a good spot. So they could luck into a wild card spot, especially because the NFL keeps expanding. So. And their defense is good, and they have skill guys. Like It's really just offensive line and quarterback. So if you can at least figure out one of those issues, I think that you, they would at least be somewhat uh, in the mix. So it's really just like, do you think that Baker Mayfield, like a healthy version of Baker Mayfield, gets you to the playoffs quicker? Or does Kenny Pickett, who's the most pro-ready, get you ready? I I just don't think that like if I'm Matt Rule, like if you go Malik Willis and we're talking about all this development, like that would not be the best news if you're Matt Rule, who needs to win this year. And all of a sudden you got a quarterback that was barely ready to play 
uh, at Liberty, and now he's yeah. going to play in the NFL. So I think it would be basically Kenny Pickett or Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G. Um, those are probably the most likely options. And if they get lucky and they can trade down and still get Kenny Pickett, I think that would be like a, a pretty dream, dreamy scenario for the Panthers as well. Yeah, Matt Rule said that he would never do anything that would hurt the future of the Panthers just to save his job. I don't quite buy that. And I also He's don't a better think- man than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also don't think the owner, David Tepper, is going to allow Matt Rule to do anything that could potentially tank the future of the team. But, you know, some fans out there think they already did that by hiring Matt Rule. But, hey, here we are. We'll see how things uh, go in the future. So, say they are able to trade back and they, one of the top tackles, hey, Iki Aquanu, Evan Neal, like Cross somehow go in the top five, which I don't know how likely that is. But really, no one knows what's going to happen here. And it's the first five picks ahead of Carolina. Say those guys are gone. They don't have a quarterback. They trade back. Are there any other tr- tackle prospects that you think probably would make sense maybe in the mid to later parts of that first round for Carolina? Yeah, so Trevor Penning gets mocked in like the the teens. I think that that would be a pretty egregious pick all the way up at six overall. So that would have to be a trade down spot. Uh, he's more of the run power guy. He needs a lot of development coming from a small school um, as well. And then you start getting into uh, – guys that are supposed to go on day two, Tyler Smith. There's some interior linemen as well. If they want to find a veteran like Dwayne Brown or something like that. But really it's, it seems like if they want their tackle, they're getting them at six or if they want to trade down a couple spots that they're able to, to swing that. I will say their biggest leverage point, if they, if there is no quarterback that teams are going to be trading up for, there does seem to be a little bit of this teardrop between uh, the three top edge rushers, Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, uh, Icky and Evan Neal are, are considered top players. And then sauce Gardner, who obviously yeah. the Panthers don't need sauce Gardner, but if you're the Seahawks or if you're the Vikings, or you want to get a legit premier uh, elite player, sauce Gardner seems to be that breaking point. And maybe that's the leverage spot where they can get one of these teams to fall a couple spots and the Seahawks who really need another corner. They want to trade up to get that. So that'd be like the leverage play, but really for the offensive tackle, it seems like, there's a teardrop after the top three and Trevor Penning opinions on him are kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Carolina to take sauce Gardner. Like that's seeming something they like to do. They like to get as many corners as possible. Um, You talk about the edge and that might be a leverage play for Carolina. Is there a single edge rusher you think that the Panthers might look at there at six and say, man, that guy's too hard to pass up. Yeah, so I think Hutchinson's going to be off the board for sure. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of buzz that Kayvon Thibodeau is liked by the Jets. I've seen that from multiple reporters in, uh, inside the uh, New York media and then also the national media. Um, so I think that he would be a great pick if he falls. I think that Trayvon Walker, Hutchinson, and Thibodeau are all going to be gone between the Jaguars, Lions, Texans, and Jets. They all need edge rushers, so I'm not sure if there's going to be a guy like Jermaine Johnson is kind of the next on the list. I feel like that wouldn't be the right team need and draft uh, value for him. So they're in a weird spot where I think it's going to be offensive tackle, whichever one falls, maybe if they want to get crazy and go sauce Gardner, or they're looking at uh, the quarterbacks or a trade down. So like we said at the top, it, they are like the turning points of the yeah. draft where we're really trying to figure it out. My co-host Josh thinks that they're going to go the veteran quarterback route and then go offensive tackle here, or if they can find a trade down spot, I think, that's probably the most likely outcome. Yeah, I know for me, I want left tackle at six. Like, hell, I mean, they it probably makes the most sense for them organizationally to trade back and try to get back into day two. I think even if they stay at six, Scott Pitter is going to find some way 
to get into day two, it might mean giving up a pick next year in 2023. But hell, if you got to do that, maybe part ways with a player, you got to do whatever is best for the team. I, I don't know how it's going to plan out, but I'd love to tackle there at six. And as far as quarterback goes, like I've been someone and I, I, when they traded for Sam Darnold, I told folks, we're going to be right back here next season. Like the guy can't play. Is there any way that Sam Darnold can be salvaged this upcoming season? Like, do you see anything out of the last four years of just garbage tape that makes you think that, okay, they draft a left tackle. They've signed some guards. Maybe McCaffrey's healthy. Robbie Anderson bounces back and Terrace Marshall stays healthy and, and turns out to be wide receiver three that Sam Darnold could actually play winning football at this level. I went to USC. I'm a USC guy. Oh, Sam Darnold okay, had okay. a lot of these same issues at USC though. He was the playmaker, but he was taking a lot of sacks. He would throw a bad interception. So it really comes down to like this left tackle. If it's Charles Cross, Evan Neal, whoever they want to draft at six, that player better to be really good. We're talking like Tristan Wurst, uh, Rashawn Slater, good, because this guy needs some help or he's going to just turn back to his old ways where he's forcing throws and not seeing defenders and taking a bunch of sacks. So to me, I, I would want some competition, even if it's as disgusting as Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. You need something. <laughs> I think we're at the point where it's, Baker Mayfield is so cheap, and that's the primary difference between the Sam Darnold trade last year and what it's going to take to get Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is going to be basically free and I think Sam Darnold was obviously a lot more draft capital spent on that. So that's how you have to kind of envision this. If you are a Panthers fan, it's like, Hey, we're going to get Baker Mayfield in here or someone like that, but it's going to not cost Sam Darnold draft picks. And then we're actually addressing the um, left tackle spot. Are, who, what, what, what's your plan for quarterback? If you're going one of the left tackles at six, uh, the Just plan create. is oh Sam Darnold and try. Hey, I mean, I would say try, you got to bring in somebody, like, I don't want to give up more, more, any more assets at this point, but it's like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, all right, Matt Rule, Bridgewater, the, the owner is the reason why Bridgewater is not here after the first season, because all he did was play the way he's played in his entire career, yep. and the Panthers weren't a good football team. But the, you decide to bring in Sam Darnold. You need to coach the man and see if it works out. If not, you're both gone. That's kind of how I view things. I know people want to go out there and win, but I look at next year, Maybe Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Like, I would rather get into that quarterback market than bringing in another former top three pick in Mayfield or Garoppolo, whose shoulder is all messed up. Like, there's not any great plan other than yeah. probably just taking a quarterback or just rolling with Sam Darnold. Like, there's not, there's not a lot of great options for Carolina at this point. But it's it's interesting to hear that you're a USC guy because I would imagine that you would – like, how would you feel about him coming out of school? Well, it, you can see, like, he, ha he can throw the ball and he can – play yeah. on the move, but he just not the best decision maker. And that, it was the same thing back at USC too. It would be like, all right, well, he threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns, but also like two interceptions. And if we weren't playing in the Pac-12, things would be getting a little bit different. So yeah. uh, he's still super young. So I guess there's some upside, but we've seen it for, it's the same thing. It's the same profile in the NFL as it was in college. So that's just how he is. So he needs the right weapons around them. The Panthers have that. You yeah. have to have a decent defense. The Panthers have that. You must have a good offensive line. Obviously, the Panthers do not have that. So that's where the the you're kind of stuck in the middle with him. But um, if you're the Panthers, you have to play the long game. You know, like it sucks like that you're trying to force it to save your jobs here. But if you're a Tepper, you have to play the long game here. Um, and even if that means that you roll out with Sam Darnold, it doesn't go well. Well, maybe you just luck into CJ Stroud. And then all yeah. of a sudden your team's looking good because you have a premier left tackle. You have a good defense. You still have some good skill positions. And all of a sudden you're, you're starting to cook. 
Yeah, I think for me, like nine days away from the draft, I'm kind of like best player available at six or trade back. I don't want a quarterback at all. Find a way to get Baker Mayfield for cheap. Bring in some sort of competition. If you don't do that, whatever, roll with Darnold. See what happens. Because a year ago, they sold us on that bull. A lot of people ate it up. I told them it was nonsense. They didn't listen to me. And then here we are having the same conversation. So I don't know. I just don't think that it's not a quick fix at all for the Carolina Panthers this year at quarterback. Maybe Baker, who's I think was always better than Sam Darnold, has an opportunity to come in here and do something. I kind of feel robbed that we don't have hard knocks because that would be hilarious to watch those two guys duke it out on HBO every week. That'd be but, great. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But Hayden, man, appreciate your insight and your breakdowns of those quarterbacks. So make sure to follow him. On Twitter, at Hayden Winks, he does content and marketing for Underdog Fantasy. Check out all of his work, like his mock draft. There's got to be one more, right, coming up next week. Of the final. The, the final. final. I'll be listening to what Josh said. And real quick, with the Panthers. Yes. At least you're not the Saints, who have no cap space forever. And you're at least you're not the Falcons, who have no good players. You know, you're, you're in the second best spot in your division. Sounds crazy. But those other two teams have absolutely no future right now. And the Bucs, uh, apparently Tom Brady wants to go to Miami they could be kind of in cap hell as well. So if the Panthers just do a couple things, this might be the new AFC South where there's not a lot of uh, good talent in the division. All of a sudden you're starting to win the division uh, off nine and seven records, probably sooner than you're expected. Whoa. Are you, is that hope I hear? Is that nuance telling people to stop the fire and brimstone and sit back, take a deep breath and recognize, but Hey, things aren't as bad as they seem. Not allowed here. Aiden Winks can't do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people to, to like me before I leave the show. I, I think they're going to like what you did, man. But again, check out his work over there at Underdog Fantasy, Underdog Network. You can check out his mock drafts, his breakdowns on YouTube with Josh Norris, who is unfortunately, like all of us, a beaten soul who, who cheers for the Carolina Panthers. Aiden, again, man, appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. We'll uh, close it off here in a second on Lockdown Panthers. All right. Awesome stuff right there from Hayden Winks. Again, follow him on Twitter. At Hayden Winks, he works for Underdog Fantasy, does content and marketing, just fantastic breakdowns of quarterbacks and other players in this upcoming draft over there. So check out their, their Underdog Fantasy page on YouTube and check out Underdog Network for his mock draft and all of the write-ups that they do and articles that they put out there. Great content coming up from Underdog Fantasy. And also your boy might be doing a little bit of things. So if you go check out my uh, Twitter page, I got something there for you um, when it comes to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here. For this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, coming up later on this week, on Thursday, we'll talk to Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus. Used to be part of the Draft Network and used to host a podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, but now he's doing big things. He was on Good Morning Football last week. The dude's killing it. Also, lives here locally in Charlotte, so of course, got to get his thoughts and insights on what he thinks the Carolina Panthers should do next week in the nfl draft watch the show subscribe to the show on youtube over a thousand subscribers let's go thank you so much for all the people that have shown love and supported the show the last eight weeks here on youtube and continue to do it let's get to like three thousand by the time the season starts is that a new goal i think i like that we'll see that as our next goal 3k by the start of the 2022 nfl season also, you can check out the show on where all your favorite podcasting networks or all your favorite podcasting platforms, excuse me, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you listen to the, your favorite podcast, you can find Lockdown Panthers and all for the podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag question. So at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on a show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from that week on YouTube. 
And I will answer your question on Friday for the weekly Friday Mailbag here on the show. Be safe, keep bounding, take care, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.